Last night I got a little messed up on the whiskey Got home way late Crawled in through the window cause I lost my keys Big mistake This morning when I came in she wouldn't even kiss me Said she didn't fall in love with this me Girl I know I'm the one to blame I know I've always been a long shot I'm a whole lot I'm the wilder kind Probably make you want to rip your hair out all the time All the time But there's nothing left to say Cause you got every reason to feel this way So I'm sorry babe Come on, it's Friday <laughs> Hell yeah What's up, everyone? We got a very special guest with us, a guy that I've been... Tr I told about... the When I first had the idea for the podcast, when I first moved here in October, there were a couple guys and girls that I immediately wanted to try to have on, like people that I was like, these guys are, are badass songwriters, and they, they're huge in town, and it's just like, I want to get that get that exposure out there, and I want to have a conversation with them, because they seem like badass people. Yeah. And Ryan freaking <laughs> Nelson was on that list, and my first time coming down here, visit when I, when I visited right before I moved down, I saw you play Whiskey Jam, and uh, it's awesome to have you here, dude. Thanks for taking time out, because you're a busy man. You're always running around and doing stuff, so thanks for taking time out. I know it's probably pretty early, too. We always yeah, say that it, on Mondays at like one or two o'clock in the afternoon is like the equivalent of like nine or ten in the morning. It, yeah, it kind of is. Yeah, because you know people still party on Sunday, dude. That Sunday when everyone gets back, it's like yeah. When know? everybody gets back from the road, or yeah. for us, Sundays tend to be our like our shittiest night, so to speak. Where we well, end for up, us is our Friday. Yeah, for so. us, yeah, we get done working a weekend of security, and we all go out and get wild. How was your weekend? What were you doing this weekend, man? Where were you at? I was watering my garden. Watering your garden? <laughs> yeah, I was watering my garden. That was what I was doing. Okay. Uh, hopped around and ate at some good restaurant. I ate some good food this weekend. I was pretty excited about it. Oh, where, where at? Where'd you eat? Dude, you I like ate the distillery for the first time. Dude, Have y'all had that? The distillery is the fucking shit. Dude, how did they How did they do that? Like, I, I was looking What'd at the have? menu. What'd you have? Well, I was looking at the menu, and everything was so damn expensive. And I'm like, are you serious? They think they can get away with this? I'm like, we're yeah. in Tennessee, damn it. Yeah. I know we're in Nashville, but damn, like $16 for an entree. Yeah. And then I got the the hot chicken sandwich. Oh, yeah, Holy dude. Holy shit. Dude, the hot chicken mac and cheese. Oh, bro. bro. I haven't even had that yet. That's the game changer. Which sauce did you have, though? Because they have like that Nashville. I got the Nashville hot. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. They're like yeah, house hot. I'm like, what's that mean? The you house hot's like a buffalo sauce. It's not really like anything Nashville thing. Oh, but, oh. Yeah, yeah. It's not my I favorite, see. but yeah, no. no. And dude. They, no way. I want the hot chicken. They have the... Uh, Their salad, dude, they they like sprinkled Parmesan and like they oh did the whole thing. Oh, man. Wow. It was, yeah, all, it was all flaked on there. It was like, man, this is nice. Yeah. Damn. They did and a they good job. The, uh, they have the drinks there. They're like 10 bucks, but it's like a big mason jar. And those are... Yeah, they that. have the, uh, the whiskey float. Yeah. And dude, that is like probably one of my favorite drinks in town. And, and the cool thing about that place too was like it actually looked like a... Like kind of like a... 
barrel house or something. Like, you yeah, know, yeah, they had yeah. like the raw, everything's real raw. Yeah. I was like, man, this place is cool, dude. Yeah. Downtown or Midtown? The one right there in Midtown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. was cool, man. Yeah, so you'd say Midtown. That's where we see you the most. <laughs> like, that seems to be the spot where, like, original music in Nashville just freaking thrives. Like, whether we see you, I see you sporting the Revival hat. That's yeah, bad. I yeah, love no that. I love those freaking hats. Um, and I love what, what Big Rob and those guys do over there. Or we see you at Whiskey Jam and bouncing around. Midtown Nashville, dude, it's a fun place to be. You know, Midtown is cool, man. I, I, I definitely have uh, done a lot of my growth in Nashville, in Midtown. And, you know, another place that I really have always liked is going to East Nashville. Yeah. Because uh, there's a lot of really cool spots there. But it's it's not really, uh, I don't know, the, the music scene would probably, like, uh, not be too fond of me there, maybe. I don't know. It's just Because they, they yeah. seem kind of unapproachable over there in East Nashville to me, yeah, to some degree, like, you know? It's different than, than when you're at, when you're at, like, Jam or you're at one of those... One of the rounds or something that's going on over in Midtown. It's def- definitely a different crowd. Right. So you, I figured I'd, r- I'd rather stick out like a sore thumb in a crowd full of people that uh, are like, you know, couldn't be more different than everybody. Uh, everybody's just like a unique yeah. individual, you know? Yeah. I'd rather be in a place where there's a bunch of unique people and find my unique people and then we stick out like a sore thumb, you know? Yeah. So you've been in Nashville for how long now? You're originally a Florida country boy. Like you are the definite. Like like yeah. Like we went down. We did a vacation in Florida. We went down to Cedar Key for Cedar a Keys. Days. Oh nice. And we, yeah. We went and we were out in boats. And we probably shouldn't have been out in boats. And we <laughs> went out, did some crazy. We went island exploring. We did all this oh, crazy, yeah. all this cool stuff. Florida's very country, and I didn't. Oh know yeah. That. I didn't know that coming from New York. Like so, what was that like growing up in Florida? Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, a lot of people have no idea that it's even that way. And uh, I would say, like, the, the coast is obviously going to be more t- the tourist, you know, spots. And there's big hotels and there's, you know, big resorts and stuff. But once you get inland from the coast, pretty much, like, all the state is very, like, very country. Cowboys, trailer, trailer parks everywhere, baby. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, you know, yeah. big hogs. Yep, gators, so hog, big snakes. So hog hunting and gator hunting, a good buddy of ours, I know he's a good buddy of yours, Chad Bishop. We've had talks oh, with Chad's him a, about alligator hunting 101 and stuff. Oh, Chad's a G. Yeah, so so going gator hunting, what is that like? Not, <laughs> I, I didn't do that growing up in New York. Tyler told me yeah. about it growing up in, in South Alabama. We really didn't gator hunt that much because it was like, I don't know, maybe seven or eight years ago whenever Alabama like started the lottery for gator hunting and stuff, but... They're just all, they're down there. You know? Well, I'll tell you what, Chad's, Chad's done more like, what, I don't know how, I don't know how to explain it. Chad's done more like actual gator hunting yeah. than me. All the gators I've killed, I, I caught them on a, uh, uh, like a, essentially like an ocean setup on a fishing pole. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh shit! So you're with a there. with a heavy weight, so it goes really far. Yeah. So are you are you out there fishing for gators, or they just you just happen to catch them? I mean, you're just fishing. And there's some gators, and all of a sudden you're, you're looking for a fish. That happens. Yeah. Don't t- don't tell anybody I did that though. Yeah. No. 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 no, 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 no but no, no. You actually literally like yeah. You throw. I remember uh, one time, a buddy of mine actually he was he was the one fishing for this particular gator, and I I helped him catch it because it took like. 30 minutes and he he had a really big like pyramid weight and he threw that thing over its back at like 40 yards like wow. so far it was it was out there and he was a big guy he threw it far and very accurately and i was like man hell of a cast and then you know you pull it back and when the weight bumps the gator you just 
yank it, you know? Yeah, yeah, man. And dude, they'll fight you for a long. It's it's well, like I'm sure when you're catching them like that, it's like catching the the biggest fish you ever caught, basically. Yeah, know? with a lot of fight, a ton, a lot of fight. Thirty days. minutes, like you know, minimum. So growing up down there, what brought you to Nashville, and um, and how long have you been here? Um, man, I was in the music industry when I was younger, and I did a lot of really cool stuff that's still monumental in my life and my mind and had a couple bad situations happen <laughs> when I was doing that. And I just was like, man, I, I don't even want to do music anymore. So I went to college. I went to Florida state. Oh, you're going Knowles. Go Knowles, baby. All right. I, I grew up a big Virginia tech fan. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so so you know, about the, yeah, yeah, yeah. we know about each other. He's a roll tide. So <laughs> dirty, dirty Bama, Bama, Bama boy. They yeah, always, they always are there. I've been cheering for them since they were bad. So <laughs> that's right. I hey, enjoy I, the good. I, I can respect it. that. Yeah. That's like, Dal you know, Dalton Stanley, he plays guitar for me and he plays guitar for, he played last night for Meg Patrick. So okay, like, yeah, yeah. he's a, he's a big Bama fan. I give him a ton of shit about it, dude. You have to. And he gives me tons of shit because my team sucks sometimes. And he's just like, y'all suck. And I'm like, you know, we do suck. So, yeah. Sorry. But, yeah, it's been, uh, been a tough go. but it's weird because I've never seen Florida State actually suck like in my whole life. And then all of a sudden, like last two well, years, we just last, suck. It was the longest streak of straight ball games. They got I'm snapped last year. I'm telling you, it was like it, right now, Seminoles fans are in shock mode because we've just never seen anything yeah. like that. But uh, anyway, so I went, to, I went to school there. And when I was at school there, I, uh, I was starting to fall kind of back in love with music again because it was a break from my studying, you know? Yeah. And uh, when I was doing that, I was like, man, this Jason Isbell Southeastern record might be the greatest Ooh. thing ever. That was right when I was yeah. about to – I was in my junior year when that came out. Okay. And, man, I was just like, this might be the fucking best record I've ever heard, you know? And I had been getting into country again anyway – starting like around uh, when Eric Church was doing his first records and, yeah. uh, you know, Josh Thompson and Justin Moore's first album. Josh Thompson, beer on the table, fucking Dude, jam. he's one of my favorite. I mean, he's one of my absolute favorite artists. But those guys' music at that time kind of got me back in the country because I grew up listening to country because I'm in the deep south, you know, everybody listens to country. So I heard it all the time. And then, you know, when I turned like 13 or 14 i was like well fuck that i want to play rock and roll man you know i was listening to acdc and leonard skinner with my dad all the time i wanted to fucking bang my head against the wall so i i played some heavy music for a while and i really didn't listen to much country and then i think around that 09 10 11 i got pulled sort of back into it fall in love with it again Hey, our Postmates is on this way. Oh, yes. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. We got special treats Postmates. for you. Oh. We got some pizza here. Sweet. Shout out to Five Points Pizza. <laughs> yeah. It's oh, like, no, all Five Points? Ooh. Dude, Five Points is like literally a half mile from my house. Oh. So they have this new location, they, and it's the most dangerous thing in the world. They come, that's they, we, that's what we get. We get We get it all the time, so we're excited. We'll get to eat That's dangerous. Again. That is dangerous, bro. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I forgot where I was. <laughs> Damn it, Tyler. Tyler. Where was I, though? You were, you, were, you were talking about getting back in the country around. Oh, yeah. So, uh, so around, yeah, it's all good. Dude. I'm such a stoner. I forget where no, I am all the no, time. Dude, you're fine. And, <laughs> and, then, and, then, and, then, and then getting into the rock and roll, you're 13, 14, right, being so like, I want to rock. And I was like, getting back into it. screw you, mom. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play the, the shit you hate the most, yeah. you know, or whatever. I, no, I don't think it was because of that, but 
it was a big scene at the time in Florida, yeah. you know. Yeah, we were yeah. kind of we were at the forefront of that scene anyway. Yeah. So it was a an easy thing to kind of find yourself in as a young person in Florida. So were you um, a uh, warp tour kid? Um man, I, I did go to warp tour quite a few times. Uh, I, I listened to like my, my like alignment in heavy music is like hardcore punk. Okay. I like I like grimy stuff. So going way back to like Dead Kennedys kind of sure, stuff. Sure, dude. Yeah. yeah, love stuff like that. And and all the way up to Comeback Kid and stuff, man, that's my stuff. Yeah. If it comes to heavy music, I like it raw and which is something we see in your style of music. Like Absolutely, show up man. drunk is just like bam, bam, bam. Like it just it just freaking <laughs> rocks, bro. Like it, it's a thank it's you. A badass. Yeah. Like your like your concert, like when we see you play out live, it's like we're at a at a mixture of a southern rock show. But then you throw in like some deeper country songs. Yeah, the, like the, the writing style. It's just so. Well, I always was that. like, man, I I was listening to a lot of these bands that were coming out post <laughs> Eric Church, Josh Thompson, that era, coming out after that, that were going so far away from what I you know thought of as being country music, and I'm like, man, I feel like you know when I heard Southeastern, I'm sitting there going, well, this guy understands. What song was it for you on that record? I mean, the whole record as a whole is just, it's just badass. I mean, I know it's really trendy right now, but I think the first one was Cover Me Up because it's the first one on the album. God. And I put that album on, I just put the first song on, you know, and yeah. I was just like, holy shit. And then I think after that, uh, New South Wales is probably, I fucking love that song, Relatively Easy. Yeah. Dude, the whole, I mean, I can't, it's hard to even pick. Different yeah. Days was a life-changing song for me. I definitely, when I fell in love with Different Days, I was like in love with that song for you know, three weeks or something yeah, like with straight. Yeah, with, with I only like, listen yeah, to that. Yeah, with a guy like Isbol, it's so hard to pick like a favorite song. It's almost like he's got so much stuff out there and it's all so freaking good. You got to pick favorite album. Right, it's an album. Like, no, it unit, is. Like, Each one is in its own yeah. thing too. Yeah. I got on, on the next album to Isbol and uh, for me it was Speed Trap Town. Oh yeah, dude. Cause, like, That's a great uh, song. Dude. That's yeah. a, oh man, a crushing song. All his songs though, like even if they're like he's got some fun songs like Super Eight Motel, but yeah. there's like some there's depth in that song. Yeah. There's serious yeah, yeah, depth yeah, yeah, there, yeah. you know. He finds a way to do it. Yeah, I love that, and I, I always wanted to be the kind of person where when you take your first glance at it, it's easy to understand it. I don't want to be too complex at the surface level where you don't understand it. Right. But then if you dig deeper than just the surface level, you'll end up finding a lot of depth where it didn't seem like maybe there was at first. Yeah, and one of those. You know? Yeah, and there's a song that you just put out that's very much like that. Uh, the way my heart breaks. Dude, yeah, yeah, dude, <laughs> dude. I remember sitting out on the back porch and having a cigar, and I remember seeing. I saw your post about it, and um, I was out super late the night before, so I woke up in the morning. I lit up, lit up a cigar, and uh, shout out to my roommate Brandon for bringing back some great Cubans. He was just Ooh. out and getting out, just got back from serving. At, at I Gitmo. like it, dude. The Cubans were badass, but I put that song on, and I was just like, holy shit. This is the same guy that put out Show Up Drunk, and he's got it. And it was holy shit. So, how do you go from one end <laughs> where you're rocking, you're the party man, you're, you're that guy front row watching your friends like Laney Wilson and Meg Patrick and those guys at Whiskey Jam banging your head front row, life of the party, to writing something like that? Uh, man, I just like when it comes to songwriting, you know, like be, like talking about Isbell and stuff like that, like, you know, my mom grew me up on James Taylor and, uh, Jackson Brown and stuff like that, you know, when I was young. Yeah. So, so, man, I I got to hear, like, some of the best songwriters ever, you know, throughout my life. And I just, 
I took so much from the, like seeing how much depth they were able to put in sometimes relatively simple songs. James Taylor's not simple no. at all. No, nor is Jim Croce or any of those guys. But but like a you could take a simple three chord song and make a <laughs> simple melody and break someone's heart to pieces with it. Yeah, and that is I've always really loved that. But I also love to bang my head against the wall and get wild and yell and get everybody fired up. Yeah. You know, I played football forever, so that's kind of like, like when I was a kid, that, that was my sport. You know, I always played yeah. football, and like, <laughs> it's just such a hype. Like, you gotta get, you gotta be hyped, or you, or you're gonna lose. <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. No, you, you gotta mean, go full speed balls. I'm saying I want to, I want to go full speed every time. You know, whether speed, it's a show speed, or yeah. whether it's yeah. being a fan at a show or you yeah. know whatever it is, which is the best way to do it. You know that 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 is the. The best way to do it, I think. But when you're drinking, it's a little scary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. Sometimes I get drunk faster than I want to, and I'm like, whoa, that happened quick. <laughs> it, 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 does, it does happen like that. Now, whis now whiskey, whiskey Jam, what was, your, what was your first experience with those guys like, with Ward and the boys over there? Man, Ward, Ward uh, was one of the first people I ever like introduced myself to in town. And uh, I remember my friend Haley was in town – with uh, my buddy Chris Dobro, we call him Dobro. Dobro, Chris. you know Dobro, yes. Chris. Oh, yeah. I haven't met, I haven't had the pleasure of meeting him, but I know who he is. Big so fan of what he does. We were with Dobro, his sister Kylie, and Haley, and we all went to Whiskey Jam, and I didn't know what it was. And Haley was like, "Hey, that's Ward. You should go. You need to. You need to go introduce yourself to him." And I'm like. I gotta introduce myself to him. Like I don't even know any of these people. Like who do you who do you think I am? I'm not. I'm not just gonna, like, dude. I'm I'm live at the party, sure, but I don't like to just walk up to him and be like, "Hey, I'm Ryan." They're like, "Oh, okay," yeah. you know. So I didn't want to walk up to Ward and just be like, "Hey, dude, I'm Ryan." But Haley was like, "You better go do this shit." Like she was like, getting her eyes like look. And her eyes was like, "You better do this." And I'm like, shit, <laughs> "Okay, uh, all right, I'll do it." So I walked up. I introduced myself to Ward, and then from there. You know, I just started emailing him and I sent him some stuff and, you know, over time, just being there playing stuff, playing revival. He was bartending at Tenderf at the time, so he saw every revival pretty much. And uh, he was like, man, like a certain point, when I got to a certain point, he was like, "We should, you should bring your band up and let's, uh, let's get you on a whiskey jam. And some of the first times I played whiskey jam were some of the craziest performances i've had <laughs> i broke my hand during one really? broke, and really? broke my bass too <laughs> Damn. and like different stuff it was crazy we had a blast and uh yeah ward just kept he just kept having me back over time you know and uh now now we've become great friends and we write together and so it's it's kind of a it's become a big a big part of my career and yeah. and those people man i i love all those people so much and this business, there's so many, so many characters, you know. Yeah. So to oh, have them is there. Really, there really are, and that that stage that again, my first time going to Whiskey Jam, I I got to see you. I think Greg Pratt was on the stage. Uh, there were quite a few, quite a few people on that lineup that were. I mean, the whole, lineups are always great. It's, yeah. It, Ward knows what he's doing. That team knows what they're doing. But when you play that stage, it seems like it's a different stage than other places. Like, and it's not that big of a stage, but at the same time, that crowd is just such a big crowd that went over i've always described it as like you know they say about this business they say it's not a sprint it's a marathon yeah. that's what i you know they i've been hearing that since i moved to town and the the really the great thing about whiskey jam is it is a fucking sprint it is not a yeah, marathon yeah, yeah. It's, it's a sprint yeah 
I can literally exhaust every bit of energy I have in three songs. Whereas when I play a two-hour set somewhere, I got to make sure I sleep enough. We're traveling. I'm, I'm like, you know, trying to drink enough water and get enough sleep and regulate myself. And, you know, then you got a couple hours you got to play. So you got to, you know, pace yourself and stretch your energy out. Dude, Whiskey Jam, it's like three songs to the face. Boom. Yeah. And so I just, man, I just go hard. Yeah, and I just and, go hard as hell every yeah, time, and the crowd appreciates that. They, they're <laughs> there to they are there to party and there to have a great time on a Monday and a Thursday night. Which in other places in the country that doesn't happen. Only in Nashville can you like really. I mean, you can party your ass off. It's just not yeah. going to be as fun. Absolutely, unless you're, you're at a place dude. Like Mon- Monday night whiskey jam is like industry night whiskey jam. Like everybody that's you know in the industry, whether they're back from the road or whether they work on Music Row or whatever, they're all. Monday night whiskey jam is a big thing for everybody, and and it has been since I moved to town. Yeah, um, and the Thursday night whiskey jam is like a newer thing, and it's not as much of an industry thing because by Thursday everyone's going home taking a nap. You know, Friday is like a three hour day, so you know Thursday is kind of people chill a little bit more. Yeah, and they're not going to go out you know as much, but then you get all the tourists coming in. They all fly in on Thursday night. And they're ready. So they can have a full party. weekend. They're ready. I'm saying, because they all got to leave Sunday. They all leave Sunday. Yeah. So, you know, if you think about Sunday as a travel day, you got, if you come on Thursday, you at least got a whole Friday, a whole Saturday. So it's always Thursday night. People come in and winners gets packed. It gets packed as hell. And it's, and it's not industry people. It's, it's a bunch of country music fans that want to find a new favorite country act while they're actually in Nashville at the, at like the hub of it. Yeah. So I feel like Thursday Night Whiskey Jam, some people like act like it has a bad connotation, but I don't think that at all. No, I, Thursday Night Whiskey Jam is where you make actual fans for yeah. that, come, that go with you later, you know? Yeah, that are going to find you and get you into those newer markets. Sure, into those different yeah. Markets Tell their stuff. bartender, like, we need to get Ryan Nelson here. Yes. Yeah. Tell your bartender. They will make sure it happens, I promise. Yes. Yeah, so speaking of like diehard fans and the fan bases and stuff, a uh, group of guys that I've gotten to know pretty well over the last, like, since moving here, uh, the Raised Rowdy Boys. Yeah. You've got a good, you've got a, a long-standing relationship with those guys. Was it a birthday party that you played up in Pittsburgh? Yeah, Nikki that was Nikki's birthday. What was that experience like? It was, dude, I'd never been to Pittsburgh before, and so that was cool. I was like, going to places I've never been, and uh, I don't know how I've never been to Pittsburgh, honestly, but I never went there, and it was really badass coming through the tunnel, onto the bridge. I was already like, well, hell yeah, this place is dope. And then we get to their spot, and they're like up on this like hill. And I'm like, damn, this is crazy. Like, I never, the city's so big, you know? Yeah. And yeah. in the South, we don't really have like huge cities like that, yeah. you know? Atlanta's like the closest thing we got. So I was just like, holy shit. And uh, everyone that that was hanging out with the, the Ray's Rowdy crew and everyone, man, such nice people. We had a blast. I, uh, me and Nikki. <laughs> you drink all the beers? Oh, man. Like, they, everybody went to Tequila Cowboy after, which, which I did not know that Tequila Cowboy had other, like, locations yeah, and stuff. Yeah, they're big in the upper Midwest. Right, I didn't know that. So, everyone's like, Tequila Cowboy. I'm like, damn, they have that here? That's sweet. And then, by the time I got done playing, I was like, I need to get in bed. Yeah. <laughs> and usually, I don't, I do not like to drink while I'm playing. Yeah. You know, because 
it just like I like to drink before I play, and then try to drink some water so my voice doesn't be terrible. Yeah, and then maybe after I play, but like while I'm playing, I'm like it's not gonna help me any. Yeah, and we were <laughs> I played for like three hours and we drank. People were bringing me shots. I was I started the show sober. I ended the show hammered. Playing. <laughs> so I went through the whole progress yeah. playing the show. And it was it was something else, man. Everyone was everyone was elevating their level as quickly as I was, though. So it was like we all got drunk together. Yeah. So when I got super shitty at the end of the night and I sounded awful, they all were like, yeah, sounding awful. So it was, man, it was great. <laughs> Yeah, that yeah, and that that's a crew that is doing so much for country for country music right now, especially you guys and girls that are really pushing it hard in that that midtown scene, that 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 jam fam, the guys and girls yeah. that are playing revival, that are playing why not, that are playing all those gigs. They're the they're spreading your names out there. Yeah, like, absolutely. And there has been there's been that underbelly for a long time, and there was really no one to you know bring it to the rest of the world and the rest of the fans that like country music. So they, I I mean, when I saw what they were doing, when I first saw the thing, I was like, man, that's pretty genius. I love it. Cause I went on there and they're like, all their posts were like covering like my friends. I'm like, Oh, no way. Josh Phillips, Lanny Wilson. Like, and you know, like, I mean, literally like Jordan Musk and I, and I'm like, damn, these guys are literally covering all my friends. This is pretty crazy. Yeah. I have to know them, right. They have to live in Nashville. So I, messaged him one day i was like dm'd him like hey who who like who is this do you live in nashville who is this and they're like oh no i'm my name's nick i, I live in uh, pittsburgh i'm like <laughs> how the fuck does this guy in pittsburgh know about this because there was really it seemed like nothing at the time yeah to re- unless you followed the wh- whiskey jam or revival like yeah. that's really i mean so you're right it is it is a spawn from that but for them to be a like a whole media team doing specifically that is a pretty genius idea yeah and the memes that they put out like the like i think i saw one last night where it was a little kid getting his hair cut the little kid was rocking the mullet and it was like yeah. captioning saying um the the dad saying to the barber have you ever seen morgan wallen i want that haircut on my son kind yeah of yeah and i'm like that's yeah. just that's just it's funny as shit it, it it's big with country right now like it they're they make good posts like i, I enjoy oh i love it man lot. and i'm excited to see them for cma fest this week like i know uh, nikki gets in town tonight bro Oh shit! So losers, yeah, whiskey yeah we'll, losers and we'll whiskey be, jam. We'll be over there hanging out with those guys. Tonight's gonna Come be a on. night, man. Whiskey I'm jam. You, I'm getting started early on this uh, yeah. ginger beer and whiskey. Yeah, yeah. dude. Um, this uh, outdoor whiskey jam. I haven't gotten to experience it yet. What's it like? Oh man, it's my fa- it's my favorite ones of the year. If it doesn't, well, even if it rains sometimes, but if it doesn't rain and the sky's beautiful and it's like setting all night, it's it's quite glorious. And uh, it was actually one of the like the second, I think the second whiskey jam I ever went to, it was an outdoor one. And it was like, uh, Adam Craig played. Oh, shit. And he played, uh, yeah. He played, uh, Church Pure Barstool that they had written with, uh, Josh Thompson. Wow. And that was one of my, that was one of my favorite songs on that Audion album. I was like, man, that's, that's the gem of the whole album, you know? Yeah. And he played that, and I was like, damn, this is crazy. Like, like, I didn't even know who Adam Craig was, but, like, I'm just like, holy shit. Like, you can just write this song in this town and then just be playing these big stages. And, like, yeah. I might not even have heard of you yeah. where I come from, but you're somehow still, like, crushing it, you yeah. know? 
and I saw like, wow, there's like room for good stuff to exist. Yeah, and there's room for that, especially that songwriter community. That's Absolutely, the man. There's so much. There's so much where there's where um, like I knew who who Ryan Nelson. I knew who Jordan Jordan Fletcher, uh, Muscadine. A lot of those guys. A lot of your buddies. I was able to find through through following Whiskey Jam's page, through following like different. Yeah, pages like that, and up in New York, I was working radio and country radio in New right, Jersey. Right, that's right. You told so me. So I'm that. only so I'm only getting um, what's being sent out by the labels, and I'm like, wait a second. There's all these people just rocking out great tunes, and they've got followings on social, and they've got followings building and growing on social media. Yeah, yeah. Like, why aren't they getting played on the radio? But then you've got Spotify playlists and things like that. Well, that's definitely. I mean, like the me and the crowd that I I mess with, I think we're like all in the mindset of. It's not about, I mean, the radio format is still very viable and there's still a ton of money to be made and I totally get it. Yeah. But for somebody like me, I'm not on a big record deal. I'm not, you know, heavily entrenched in any of that stuff. I want to make, I'm personally trying to make the dopest product in town. Yeah. That's my goal every time. When I played football, that was my goal. I just want to be like as good as I could possibly be. I want to shut down people that people never thought I'd shut down. I want to yeah. like I wanted to do that. Yeah. So when I came here, same thing. And um, I think now with the thing going the way it is with playlisting and um, you know the singles, everybody's putting out singles all the time. Well, that's because when you put out a single, you can get it playlisted better. It's not like they have a a list of songs they got to listen through and like pick which one's their favorite. Like it's one song. It's easy to digest. Playlists are likely to want to pick it up. And you know, yeah. it, it just, it makes it, it's an easier format. I think for right now, especially with people's attention spans being so, yes. So low. There's so much thrown at us. Too. Right. All the time. There's always ads. There's always all stuff. So it's hard to keep your mind on one thing and to have it be as easily like packaged as possible, I think is the key. And that's why with this this album that I recorded, and I'm totally an album guy, like you said, like with Jason Isbell, like, oh, you could tell where he was at, like based off of the different albums. And if you're a fan of this album, like it's because of a certain reason, something that was going on in it. And I recorded this album to be like my own short, like, comprehensive album that could like give you a feeling yeah and then when it came to releasing it it was like well yeah it is an album to me like it is but dude that's just not where music is right now at least for an out al- for an artist like myself yes, yeah. if you're tim mcgraw dude make your album <laughs> yes yeah. please I, if you're tim mcgraw please make me an album so i can listen to the whole album yeah but um you know that's not where an artist like me is at right now in the kind of underbelly where we're making our own industry outside of the labels and stuff. So I definitely think that people I mess with, the idea is like, okay, how do we crush the new thing? Yeah. The old thing, we can't buy into that. We don't have the money for that. Yeah. How do we, how do we get on top of the new thing and like figure it out or whatever? Yeah, no, 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 dude, that that's very true, and it, ma- it makes a whole lot of sense, and it it very much speaks to to why there's such a such a push coming out of the Mumbrian and Division. I say that because that's where I see you guys play. That's yeah, absolutely, I, that's, man. That's where if I'm out one night and I'm hanging out at like. 
the dog, if I'm hanging out at Doghouse or I'm hanging out at what was Prisky Frog, still weird to call it Live Oak or at <laughs> yeah, yeah. I see you guys out there anyway. Even when you're not playing, that's like the spot of town where everybody hangs out. Man, like, it's definitely a, it's definitely its own hub. Like, you know, when I when I was moving to town, you know, there was I, I moved here in 2014. So you had a lot of like the Florida Georgia line tree vibes guys were really, really hot. You know, Cole Taylor was really, really hot. Yep. And a lot of these Georgia guys were just on fire. It's crushing it. And the music I make just isn't really like that. Yeah. And so it was like, well, you know, you just got to do you as good as you can and just see where that takes you. And everyone always gave me that advice. And coming into the Midtown scene, I saw that scene and I'm like, well, I, I don't really fit with that necessarily. But then, like I said, with East Nashville, like I went there and it felt a little unapproachable or something like that. I don't even want to say that because I know so many like awesome people in East Nashville. Badasses, I don't I don't yeah. want to like put East Nashville down. I love East Nashville, but like it's just not your thing. It didn't seem as approachable to what I was doing musically. Yeah. Like or whatever. So uh when I came to Midtown, the thought was, well, look, I'm not anything like this, but I don't want to deal with the unapproachable vibe. And I know that here, if I do me, I'm going to stick out like a sore thumb. So, hell yeah. Carly Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> hey, send her a picture of me. Oh, nice. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Car- yeah. Car- how, how, do you know, how do you know Carly? <laughs> Wait. <laughs> nice. How, how'd, you so, meet, how'd you meet Carly Rogers? Dude, because we met. I did. I've known Carly for like three or four years. Like, I don't even, I can't even. She probably would remember that, you know. Women like remember weird shit like that. I never can remember anything like that. Like, oh no. My girlfriend's like, oh, you're, uh, you were wearing this when I met you. I'm like, how the fuck do you know that? Like, I can't, I cannot do, like... I can't remember what I wore yesterday, you I'm know? I'm saying, yeah. you asked me earlier, what'd you do this week? And I'm like, what the fuck did I do? <laughs> but, dude, I just smoke hella weed, man. I'm yeah. a Florida boy. Yeah, dude. And, the, and, and, the, and honestly, there is a cool scene coming out of coming out of that Florida, South Alabama, like, that area. Well, man, we've always had our own thing going on down there. Yeah. No one ever wanted to give it any, uh, like, people that came out of my region, I'm honestly bummed that they didn't rep the region harder you know yeah like easton corbin dude he's from right down the road he's from he's a country ass florida boy but i don't think he ever like really went hard like yeah i'm from florida boys yeah working in radio i had no idea he was from florida i would have right. assumed, like the midwest like no, right, right or something and then uh like jake owen i know recently he's embraced that a little bit more yeah. but early on in his career they like didn't want you to know that Michael Ray, another Florida guy. Yeah, another Florida guy. He yeah. doesn't super rep it hard or nothing. Yeah. His bass player does got a Florida sticker on his uh, yeah. bass. I saw that. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, man, I'm, I'm repping, man. And you got like a swamp. like, like I'm repping, bro. Like easy now. That to me is like a Florida. Dude, I'm trying. I'm just like that. And, and what Chad puts out, you and Chad kind of have that Florida vibe thing. Did you guys know each other down in Florida? Or did you meet when you moved up here? Actually, funny enough, the same girl that told me to introduce myself to ward Haley, she uh, had like texted me hey i got this friend from gainesville because she was going to school in gainesville and he was going to school in gainesville and i went to school in tallahassee so i'm from the other side you know but they were both going to school in gainesville and she was like this guy you know chad he's gonna move up and uh y'all probably you know hit it off 
And I'm like, hell yeah, well, thanks for letting me know. I was like, I guess send me his number or something. So I texted Chad. I was like, hey, man, Haley uh, gave me your contact and, you know, heard you're going to move up. Like, let me know when you get up and we'll, you know, we'll uh, we'll see how, you know, see how it goes, yeah. whatever. You know, so we met Revival. We met at Revival. His parents were in town. I met his parents. Same night I met him. And then uh, we, set up, we set up a ride. And Jordan Fletcher was living with me at the time. So we're, you know, we're from the same town. Me and Jordan, like, I, I grew up like a mile from him. So you've known him. for Yeah, I've known yeah. him for a long time. And Chad was like, yeah, dude, I'd love to come ride with you guys. Shows up, you know, just a bunch of Florida boys all together in this house, you know. And uh, I was like, I mean, we smoke hella pot when we write songs. So I was like, yo, man, do you smoke weed? And he's like, duh. <laughs> and I was like, this guy's so from Florida. They love it, dude. So we we hit it off immediately. And then same right, we're sitting there talking about how scary the difference is between an eight foot and a nine foot gator. Because at eight <laughs> feet, they still kind of they look like a bigger version of their adolescent self. Okay. And then at nine feet to twelve feet, they look like a fucking monster. Like yeah. a dinosaur. Like they at eight feet, some eight footers are not that intimidating. Yeah. Some eight footers are more intimidating, but a nine footer is fucking intimidating. Dude, we've been, uh, so I'm from South Alabama. Yeah, yeah. And we've like pulled up around the river bend before, and there'd be a gator on the bank that's as big as our boat. Oh, yeah, they're big. Boat. Oh, they get big yeah, as hell. Yeah. Oh, they get really big. Especially because in Bama, like until recently, you couldn't hunt them. So they were just like, they no were shit. chilling. Dude, that, I mean, they, they'll get like, I've, I think the biggest one I've ever seen had to be, there's an old picture at Whitey's Fish Camp in Jacksonville of this guy and his son having caught this gator and they're hanging it from a tree. And I swear the thing is like 14 fucking feet long or something. Yeah, dude. It, it Those are fucking dinosaurs. So big. It's yeah. like, Jesus. But yeah, once it gets to nine feet, they're fucking scary, dude. Yeah. Yeah. They get scary. And me and Chad like had like a, like a real like conversation about that. We were like, yeah, man, they do get scary at nine feet. And I was like, dude, we're having a f- conversation about <laughs> the intricacies of gator scariness. Like, this guy's my fucking guy, dude. Yeah, and how, how long ago was <laughs> this that? This guy's my guy. When did Chad move up here? I think that was like 2016, May. May? Yeah, so about Chad three was May, ago. Chad? Yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> Chad, where are you? No, probably, probably was May. <laughs> That's awesome, man. So you've been so you've been able to write with those guys for for a little while now. Who are some other people that you you enjoy getting in a room with and, and <sighs> getting it done with? Yeah, man. I, I think between Chad and Jordan, I think me and them both probably have like a combined like forty or fifty a piece with, with with each other. Like me and Chad probably have like solid thirty or forty. Me and Jordan probably have fifty or something. Yeah. Um, and then me and Tyler Chambers probably after those two guys have written the most songs together and he is super good. I love Tyler and uh I think he's uh he compliments my style well. And um hell, been uh writing with Rob Snyder and Joe Fortner a lot. What is that like? Cuz those are two names that a lot of people like, those are two two names that have had a lot of a lot of success recently. Joe been doing some some big dates obviously with Make Wake and yeah, seeing crazy. what Big Rob's been doing. A fellow northeastern guy, Rob repping. Yeah, uh, oh, Philly PA. boy. Yeah. Sick. <laughs> I, can, I said they suck too because I'm from New York. New York and Philly do not get along. <laughs> but how'd you, how, what's but, it like uh, working with those guys? 
Dude, Rob has uh, been a huge part of my career, like Ward, since the beginning. He believed in me when really nobody else did and gave me a shot when nobody else, you know, would. And uh, I really owe a lot to Rob. But on top of that, we've just become great friends. And, uh, you know, we've been writing for a couple years together, but recently we've kind of been finding our own thing because we know each other so well now. So that's really cool. And and then Job, me and Job have written shit. I mean, next to Tyler, him and Tyler Chambers are probably competing for about having written the same amount of songs with me. Uh, so, yeah, me and Job have written a ton. And then me and Job and Rob will write. Yeah. You know, so that's getting the, man, really, it really makes a big difference when you got people who are all good friends together. Yeah, yeah chemistry I've heard. Again, I don't do this writing thing. Tyler writes a little bit and does, does his own thing too, but I feel I've heard chemistry is so important. Like when you're just going and randomly, like I guess like with publishers, they book, do they, they book rights for you kind of thing? Is that yeah, that a, a publisher will a lot of time fill your calendar up. Okay, with, so they'll, so they'll fill that up, but they'll fill it up maybe with somebody that you're not going to vibe with. Like they don't know. They're just somebody that's had a lot of success. Whereas yeah. writing with your boys or writing with Right with one of those badass girls that hangs out mid that like you guys have such a tight knit group that's got to make things I don't want to say easier but got to make it more fun when you're in a room thinking of an idea together. It, it, it definitely does, and I think you know a lot of the music row game is like who you write a song with matters, you know. So if if they want you to succeed and you're on their on their label, they're gonna want to put you with guys who've had successful songs. Whether y'all are gonna work together or not, we'll see. Yeah. In the room. So you don't know. You're going in blind. But a lot of times you're going in with people who are like proven. So it's they know what they're doing. Yeah. yeah. So you're not gonna get bad, you know, bad songs or anything. You'll probably get a song that'll get you a big cut that'll, you know, maybe make your career or something. Yeah. But um for sure, like when I'm writing artist stuff, like stuff for me that I'm gonna write that I'm gonna sing and want to sing live, most of the time it's with people who are great friends of me because I can just say whatever I want. I'm like, hey, this concept is kind of out there, but, you know, that's something I would say. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, and and for you as a writer, you do the artist thing, and you've got some great shit out there right thank now. Thank you, thank you. It's really awesome. It's well-produced. It's, it's bumping. It, it brings out the feels. Whatever you're going for, you're hitting it, man. So when you're writing for your own kind of stuff, like this album you were working on, or writing for, say, somebody else to cut it, What's that difference like for you? I think when when I'm going in with another person who's like an established artist, I'm always trying to write to them. Okay. Because I want cuts. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like I can get cuts and I feel like the artists that I am that I find myself in rooms with are usually people that I'm friends with already. Yeah. So that's already happening, so we already got that chemistry and then I'm thinking, okay, if it's this buddy of mine or this friend of mine like what are they needing right now? I hear what they have. Okay, what kind of song do they need? And then I try to pinpoint that. And when they get together with me, I'll say, hey, I noticed you got a bunch of songs that are like in this vein and in that vein. Let's let's do one in this vein. So I kind of like, because I'm friends with them, I kind of know their, their songs and their like situation with what they've cut, what they have. Yeah. So, it, dude, it, that's, that's so much fun. I, I have a blast doing that because I feel like I can write a song with anybody. Like any genre, you you give me a genre, you give me a person, like an artist, I can make something in their vein. Yeah, now, how long yeah. you been doing the writing thing? I'm guessing you were doing some writing when you were down in Florida. Oh shoot, since I was like 14. Yeah. Really? 
I've been writing forever. And then when I was in college, I studied poetry as a minor, and my major was history. So I was going to ask what your major reading was all in the time. Okay. Yeah, reading like crazy, and uh, having to write prose and write a lot of it. You know, sometimes twenty, twenty five, thirty pages of it gets so old. So I would channel some of my writing energy into uh, poetry. And poetry and songwriting, like, honestly, couldn't be more different. But they also, learning one teaches you things about the other. Yeah. You know, for sure. And how to say things better. One of my professors always said, don't say it, show it. Don't say it, show it. Don't say, this morning I walked to the mailbox, say, like, and, and, and got the mail. You'd say, the wind, you know, blew my, blew my mailbox door open, and the and the first letter fell out on the ground. Yeah, you, and I had imagery. to pick it up, yeah. and it was a bill from the IRS telling me they were going to audit me. Oh, that's that hurts. Yeah. All of a sudden, that's that's a fucking. There's something there, right? Right. Yeah. It's not just like this thing you did, because every little thing that you say, I did this one time. There was a lot that went on in that thing that you could really explore, and you just. Yeah. Write it off by just saying this very simple thing. And I think that, like I said, on surface level, <coughs> on surface level, I don't want to be too complex for you to understand. Yeah. But at the same time, show it. Don't say it. You yeah. know, show. Yeah, paint that picture. Now, you're doing the artist thing. You get to go out on the road quite a bit. And um, we were talking before we sat down. You got to do South Alabama with uh, with Joe Fortner, you were saying, right? Oh yeah, man. We so I used to back in the day, back in the day days, when I first met Job, when he moved to town in 2016, and Jordan had moved uh, into town as well, and he was living at my house, and me and Job and Jordan just all really had an energy together right away, and then Dobro lived it with us too. It was me, Jordan, and Dobro in the same house. Oh man! And then Job like. Job lived way out of town and hated like driving all the way out to his fucking house. So he would just like stay at our house all the time. And so Job pretty much lived with us at the time. So we had like four people in a three bedroom house. <coughs> and, um, you know, Job had been on the road with Luke Combs like the whole year that year. Yeah. He was like doing every day. And I actually got to go out and see, you know, one or two of those shows. And it was <laughs> damn. Yeah. Talk about it. You could feel it. You could feel it. Yeah. That it was like nothing's about to stop this fucking train. No way. Yeah. Yeah. Like his first show ever in Florida, I went down to Jacksonville because I'm from there, you know, and Job was opening during that year. And um, a lot of the guys in Luke's band I like have loved forever. So I'm like, hell yeah, I get to see all these people I love. Get to see Luke crush it in front of my my hometown crowd. And it was, I, I don't know if it was sold out, but it was fucking slammed. It was so packed and it was so crazy. And I was just like in all I was enamored. I was just like, holy shit. I can't believe my this is my hometown. Like people don't even people don't know what's hot in country in Jacksonville. They listen to what gets played on the radio, you know? And like what they can find on XM and stuff like that. That's yeah. So that that's all they know, you know. They don't know some of this newer stuff that's underground. And for him to like have pretty much sold that venue out, and then like then to kind of find out the next day when they were still in Jacksonville coming out of the hotel was the first time 
that Hurricane got played on XM Radio. Wow. It was the oh, morning. Wow. So that's after before. In any, Jacksonville. Wow. So that was like huge shit going on at that yeah. point. And that was in the middle of summer. So that was really, 2000, middle of summer 2016 was like, shit was already really starting to take off for Luke. And, and Job's there the whole time, you know? Yeah. So he goes from that, like playing these humongous crowds and like, fuck yeah, the energy's great, to like, I got to go off on my own now because Luke's had a big deal and was bringing in other, yeah. you know, he, he was getting brought into other circles and whatnot. So Job's like, dude, I got to find a band. And me and Jordan and Chris, I play drums. Jordan plays drums. I play bass. Jordan plays guitar really well. Dobra plays a bunch of different instruments. So we're like, Jordan's a drummer. I'm playing bass and harmonies. Chris does pedal steel. And uh, that's a badass band. We toured, we toured all around, dude. Like oh, we toured shit. the fucking south in that band a bunch. But we played, we played a lot of Alabama shows, man. Down in, we did Auburn and uh, Tuscaloosa. We had a good time in Tuscaloosa a few times. And uh, man, I, I actually fell in love with Alabama when I when I was on the road yeah. with Joe because that's where we were so much. Sixty five South was you know big in the the shows that we were getting on at the time with Job and like Peachtree Entertainment. So Georgia and Alabama markets were kind of our staple. And so I'm like riding through the hills, North Alabama. Then I'm getting down like close to Florida. And I'm like, oh man, this looks just like home, you know? So it's just like, this is fucking awesome. I love this place. And it's, it's country as fuck. Like Florida, like, yeah, there's, there's places where you can get out and there's not a lot around, but, it's only so big as far as how much land is in the, you know, or whatever. So well, even like up where, you know, I'm from like the panhandle up there. Like I'm an hour from the beach. I live in Alabama, right. but I'm an hour from the beach. Yep. But like that North Florida near Alabama, that's just South Alabama. That's it's not country. Out there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's call, country. They, I heard they call it the redneck Riviera, the redneck right? Riviera. Yeah. yeah. Or, uh, well, I don't know about that area of Florida, but they call it L.A. down there, Lower Alabama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's for real. Yeah, that's it, dude. It it's people. I I fell in love with Alabama, and uh, I I just I always thought my whole life, why would a band from my hometown sing a song called "Sweet Home Alabama"? Like you're yeah. from Florida, yeah. Like why would you sing about? Alabama? I just I didn't get it, but I was also young, you know, coming up hearing that song all the time, and then like to learn about the Muscle Shoals thing and all the connections with Alabama that they had at the time. And then years later, after learning that, to actually tour through Alabama and, like, I've pretty much seen the whole state by now. Yeah. And I'm like, hell yeah, this place is awesome. I get it. Like, I get it, man. Alabama's beautiful. Yeah, and those Alabama and Georgia markets, <laughs> especially playing those college towns, there's talk about how the Georgia boys were doing doing a lot for a long time, and they still are. There's still some, some good oh, games yo, coming out of there. Oh, yeah, Georgia, Georgia's <laughs> always going to be a pipeline. It's been a pipeline. It's always going to be a pipeline. And the artists are great. There yeah, are, are so many fucking they're, good They're great, artists. but the way that they, a lot of the ways they start out, playing those Georgia markets and just your circle expands after a couple months. Your circle expands. You look at guys like Brantley Gilbert, Cole Swindell. I mean, hell, Luke Bryan did it. Like, the All My Friends video was filmed at a frat house. Like, tell you, man. Like, that playing those scenes, that's got to be pretty cool. It is, dude. It is. That that's, and that's like, you know, like being from very far north Florida, like Valdosta, Georgia, Tifton, Georgia, Savannah, Georgia. That's like, those are almost like, I, I mean, I've been there so many times. 
that it's almost like being home. If I'm in Valdosta, like as far for for all the places I've been on the road, if I'm in fucking Valdosta, I'm like hell yeah, you know I might as well be home. Yeah. Yo, I got to introduce him to the uh, down in it's near Valdosta. It's on um, 75 South. Yeah, like right above the border, there's a truck stop called the Bigfoot Truck Stop. It's Ever like been? Bigfoot. It was it was different, man. Me coming from New York, I'd never seen nothing oh, yeah, like that. Is it like Exit Five? There's a big like stop at like Exit yeah, yeah, Three and Exit Five. I think it's Exit Five. Yeah, like it's just this like south room. of Dawson. Yeah, 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 yeah. That middle that middle of nowhere between. Oh, dude, I'm telling you, between dude. Macon and Lake City, there's just like nothing. <laughs> it's fucking country. Oh <laughs> no, yeah, dude. I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. Yeah, that Bigfoot truck stop was definitely something. We went down to Florida. So you got that guitar with you, and. um yeah, yeah. A lot of, there's a lot of songs that you could play for us. What song would you like to play for us today, brother? Oh man, I don't even know. I I, I usually don't know until I get it in my hands and I, I start well, playing. And, <laughs> well, a guy that we had on here a couple episodes ago, a guy that you know well, Andy Austin. Yeah, we had Andy on, and I saw Andy yesterday. He was gigging over at Whiskey Row, and as he was walking out, he said there was a song that you and him had written. I think it's called "Better Off." Would that be the title? "Better Off." I wrote with Chad. You wrote with Chad. Well, yeah. better off, he he said for you to play that. He said for me to ask you to play better off. Oh, shoot. Okay, yeah, I can play that. You can Absolutely. play that one. Or if there's another one that you want to play, too. No, yeah, I love that song. Honestly, I've written so many songs now, I I forget them. That's got to be a crazy <laughs> People have to remind me of them. They're like, remember that song you wrote? Like, did it And I'm like, oh, I love that song. Hell yeah, that's, I forgot about That's got to be a cool feeling, though, like thinking back to when you first come to town. And now you're at this point. You're putting out songs. People around the country are starting to starting to pick up on the Ryan Nelson name. You've got this great network. You're playing Whiskey Jam. You're, playing, you're doing all this big stuff. Now you're at the point where, like, at first you probably remembered every song that you had because you had, yeah. like, 10, 15 songs. It's true. Now you're just, now you got... 50 songs writ, co-written with one guy. Like that's I a, know, it's fucking nuts. You're, just, you're doing it, man. That's awesome. It's been, I mean, shit, almost five years. And uh, I try. I, my goal is to write 100 a year. Some, yeah. That's a some mighty goal. Years. Are, you, are, you a, are you a writing it down on like a piece of paper <laughs> kind of guy? Or are you a note section guy? I, I, do, I do both. Do I've both? done it. I, I, I literally tell people, and I think, I, I say this, and yet it's, it's a total fallacy, but like, I feel like I've written a song every way that a song can be written because I've done it so many times. It comes in different ways. Like it comes in, sometimes it'll take you three hours and you won't have anything and then all of a sudden it explodes in 45 minutes. Sometimes it explodes in the first 45 minutes and you go home. Sometimes it's like, you know, there's all these two ways, three ways, different ways that three ways can go, different ways that two ways can go. Different way. Like I've just seen so many, but like really you never, you never seen every way that it could go. Yeah, you know? have, you, have you written something down at like a napkin at, on at like a bar and sure. like losers or winners? Sure, dude. Me, and, me and Josh Phillips were writing a song with Styles Hari uh, at the bar in Key West because we were just sitting there and we were just talking about the song idea and we just started just firing off lyrics and we we're like sitting there like, damn, we have a whole fucking verse and chorus now <laughs> at the bar we're just drinking beer like yeah fuck we, this, it could be this you know <laughs> those are two awesome guys to be writing with dude too. oh i love those, those are, guys those are bad badass dudes seriously uh -huh. that's awesome so uh so where can people go to find you uh it's ryan nelson underscore is instagram you could go on facebook.com slash ryan nelson music uh i don't really do twitter but i have one but i don't really do it 
I don't know. It never never caught my. I don't. I don't I've never really done Twitter. I just either. troll people on Twitter. Yeah, you got He posts shit in like the comments. Twitter section troll and, like, McGee over here. People. Yeah. I mean, I have my own Twitter, but I also have like a fake one that like nobody really knows about, and I just go on there and yeah, like there you go. just just, just really mess with people and see how riled up I can get people. <laughs> yeah. It's a great time, you know. Three a.m. in the morning, you Absolutely, find somebody. Dude. It's too fun. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, so you said you you had put together the album. So there's how many singles that you've put out are part of that album, part of that collection? Starting with Show Up Drunk, and so there's going to be three more from where I am right now, which Easy Now is out right now. Yeah, Easy Now, which I fucking love that one. Who did you write that you. one with? I wrote that with Ward. No shit. And Jordan. Dude, that's, that's awesome. Actually, I got to tell you the story. This is fucking yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah, So uh, Ward was the bartender at Tin Roof, Demonbrian, and we would... Go in there every time revival happened, and we would sit at the bar, and we would hang out and chat with Ward. And one day, me, like me and Jordan were sitting there, and Jordan was like, "Ward, like, do you still write? You know, I heard your songs; like, you sound great. Like, do you still write?" And Ward's like, "Man, you know, I just I got a bunch of kids now, and I'm just doing whiskey jam. And there's just so much on my plate, you know. I I don't really find a whole lot of time to write." And we were like, "Well, dude." You're really talented. We heard your songs. We know. Like, if you ever decide you want to write again, hit us up because we want first dibs, you know? Yeah. And so, shit, three years later, maybe, I get a text from Ward. He's like, hey, I'm about to start doing rights every Wednesday. You want to get on? You and Jordan? I'm like, yes. So the first time that we did that, Ward came over. We were shooting my little 22 in the backyard. Ward shot the, the the can. It was it was an unopened can. He shot the actual tab off the top. He <laughs> shot right through it, and it just literally opened the beer. That's it. <laughs> and it went out the other side so, like, level that it didn't even, like, a bunch of beer didn't even pour out or nothing. It just literally had opened the tab. And we were, like, drinking this beer from the, this beer from the yard that he had shot open on the tab. <laughs> he came inside. We had, like, sweet potatoes hanging in a sack and shit on the... On the wall, and he was just like, this is some haggard shit. I love it. Yeah. And then we wrote Easy Now in like 45 minutes or an hour. It was very fast. Wow. And I was just like, that's because it's a great song. Great songs happen very fast a lot of the time, I've noticed. For me, when it's a lot of my best songs happened in 45 minutes to an hour. Wow. Yeah, for sure. That's awesome, man. So go out. You want to play you a couple? What do you want? You can play a whatever. couple. You play as long as you, you play as much as you want, Ryan. Ryan Nelson. Uh, well, you're grabbing that guitar. Got some housekeeping. Want to say thank you guys for listening. Episode 15, Tyler. Yeah. One five. And we had a damn good one today. Yeah. Very much thank you to you, Ryan Nelson, for coming hey, on and guys. hanging out, getting up early, which is, it's only two o'clock right now. It still feels like 10 in the morning for us, too. That's <laughs> oh, just man, the way dude. it is in Nashville. Yeah. But make sure, you guys, yeah, make sure you guys follow Ryan on all the socials. Check out his music and make sure you follow us on there too. In the round podcast on Instagram, in the round on Facebook. You've also got a personal account. Just a I'm is it I'm just no one? no just a wandering just a wandering which sounds like wandering just a wandering Tyler on Instagram and then you've got Matt Burrill. You can follow me on there too and Coda Bear at Coda Rocks. Spelt with a C instead of a K. For whatever reason. Coda looks like his uh, dad could see you today. Yeah, he's all dressed up in his <laughs> frat boy attire. But we're gonna got go, the boat shoes. But we're going to let Ryan pick up the guitar, play some songs, and pound, pound down on some Postmates pizza, courtesy of Five Points. Shout out to those guys as well. Make sure you also hit subscribe, leave a nice review, comments, let us know what you think, and uh, we'll see you next time. Now, without further ado, here's Ryan Nelson 
on In The Round. Later Alone Flipping through the TV Wishing she would leave me alone Cause I'm stoned Up here in my head All the things I could have said Are gone Yeah, she's gone You could say I'm crazy Maybe I'm just lost Why do I go and leave her memory on When it's better off Four lanes Third gear That old country station Should have known that they'd be playing our song Cause that was our song Takes me for a spin And I'm right back there again You could say I'm crazy Maybe I'm just lost Why do I go leave that radio on when it's better off? We're better off. What's the point in trying, girl, when we both know damn well we're better off? But are we better off? Yeah, ain't we better off? Later Alone Flipping through the TV Yeah, baby, don't you miss me You could say I'm crazy Maybe I'm just lost Why do I go and leave your memory Oh baby, why do I go and leave your memory on? It's better off. It's better off.